So having the tools ready in place so we have options for everybody who wants to make an IRA or investment fund transfer versus the person who says, can I just text you right now, Apple Pay. We have when to be ready. When librarians set up an OnlyFans, I'll know we've really gone across the horizon. We may have gone to a bridge too far, yeah. yes. Right, we're here at Modern Work. I guess this is the temporary home until the new library is built at 72nd. That's right. With Wendy Townley, Executive Director yes. of the Omaha Public Library Foundation. And if you're interested, you can go to the Omaha Public Library Foundation site. There's information mm-hmm. on sponsorships, That's addition right. to tickets to the Susan Orlean and Molly Shannon event tomorrow. But why should someone give 25 bucks? And what is the story for, say, the small donor? Yeah, I would say if you use our libraries with any regularity, if that means coming into one of our branches once or twice a week to pick up your holds, and that's as far as you get. You grab your books, you check out at the circulation. You could even use one of the self-checks. Not say a word to staff members, but grab your things and head on your way. If you use our digital subscriptions and you only come into a library every five years because your card expired, that's a reason to give to your public library through the foundation. Now, again, it is no secret that if you are paying taxes within our community, we get those city tax dollars and that does keep the libraries open and that really is intended to serve as the daily operating needs of the library but especially in this community and private dollars really just pushes library services onto that next level for what patrons are asking for what's been wonderful in the past year in my role is also being a part of the system-wide facilities study and looking at what else Omaha Public Library needs beyond the 72nd and Dodge project. What was really important to so many of the community partners is we are not just going to spend the next five years only spotlighting 72nd and Dodge. We have 12 other buildings that are loved and well used and have needs in their own right, and they cannot sit untouched for 20 years or more. So working especially with partners at the city of Omaha through our mayor's office and city finance and city HR to really have a good, candid conversation of where our library system is today, where we would like to see it in the next five years, 10 years, 20 years, not only based on all of of our wish lists, but what our patrons are telling us. I don't think our community is foolish enough, again, to suspect that because we've done this facilities work, we're going to build 12 new libraries in the next 10 years. That's not what this is about. But it's really helping to identify those needs and prioritize them and help with the city and the public-private partnership so we can work together to say, okay, we know 72nd and Dodge is off and running. What's next on our list? We know that we have needed to serve Southwest Douglas County for years, and that is next on the list from a public standpoint. And when the city of Omaha is ready to formally move forward with that project, we at the foundation will be there to help in whatever capacity we're needed. That's where those smaller donations can make a difference because it is helping with collections and daily needs, but it's also saying, I believe in the library and a big gift for me is $25 this month or $50 this month. That is telling us at the foundation we have another supporter who believes in us. We don't know, we have no way of ever knowing 
if any of our donors use the library. That information is not available to us, nor should it be, but we always like to make the best guess of if you are investing in the library of any dollar amount, you're using it or people in your lives. So over the next 10, 15 years in your role, what do you really concerned about or when you look on the horizon is it just strictly a matter of you said a dollar amount and getting there or is it the maintenance of your current donors or yeah I think we have been hearing and talking about the potential of a recession for I don't know how long. And so that obviously plays into economic concerns. Yeah, exactly. And those conversations were happening during COVID. But I'll tell you 2020 and even 2021 were some of our, I won't say like in the history of the foundation, our best fundraising years, but we were shocked at how many donors without us even making a direct ask made those smaller donations, especially while we were closed in 2020 from March until September, because we received so many donations and people would include either when they mailed us a check or they went online and said, we never realized how much you were a part of our week until we couldn't get inside your buildings. So to that end, having an optimistic look at where our economy is heading and it hits people harder than others and i think our role as i had mentioned earlier is to continue telling the library story explaining the need explaining where donations go how people can support us and being available and we are in a unique situation where unlike a traditional nonprofit other than the foundation's expenses we are not fully funding library programs and services so if we have a more lean year and some of our grants don't get approved or some of our individual giving drops off then in that case we have a conversation with the library it isn't as if we wake up on December 31st and just realize this we're monitoring our fundraising process every week and having a good relationship with the library and our funders it's just an ongoing discussion so I think just even looking at all of those pieces more closely over the next few years but when I think about donors who are just out of college and you hear micro philanthropy as a really Uh, big one and Omaha Gives was a wonderful way to get people comfortable with giving saying I can make a difference on this day because I can give ten dollars to ten of my favorite nonprofits or ten to five of my favorite nonprofits. So learning how to communicate with those donors, learning what questions they have, what information, what stories they want to hear is a big piece of this work, again, of anybody working in fundraising. And also understanding, much like you're doing with this podcast, how are we reaching those individuals where they are. It may not be a traditional top of the hour news broadcast. It may not be I get my envelope from the Library Foundation every November and I mail in my check. They want a Venmo. They want a text to give. We're seeing a lot of inquiries from donors who just want to, and I don't want to say just, but who rather than doing a year-end gift want to make an annual or a monthly $10 gift every month and it comes out of their checking account and they don't have to think about it. Look at TikTok and BookTok. Yeah. Like, I don't know how many people I hear who are getting book recommendations from TikTok. Sure. Probably so, most now. Probably it's... most. And then they go to their libraries and they see what's available. So being poised to tell those stories in different ways and also being poised to accept those donations in so many different ways. That's the exciting work and the challenging work over the next few yeah. years. 
Yeah, fascinating. You're also awarding the Barbara Bach Mavis Leadership yes, Award, which has special relevance are. as that is my grandmother. I know. Beloved lady. Had I know. An instrumental part in the founding of the Yes, the she had this very job that yes. I am so fortunate to have. She was our first executive director for about eight years, served in a completely volunteer role, but showed up to work every day and really built with the, the, briefcase. the with the briefcase and a suit. Yep. And I remember one of the stories she told me when we were chatting on the phone a, a few years ago was she loved being able to ride up and down the elevators downtown at Maine and having little kids who were up there seeing her saying, what do you do at the library? Because I will say the misconception is if people see you with a name tag in a library, they assume you're a librarian. Sure. And there are so many other jobs that have nothing to do with library services. And yeah, we have been honored to recognize your grandmother in that big way. And Eileen Worth, who is one of the founding members of the foundation, brought that idea to us of being able to start recognizing our longtime volunteers and yeah. board members and supporters doing it in your grandmother's namesake. And we said, yes, we're presenting that award again this year. That's great. Mm -hmm. And thank you for your leadership and, and all that you do. I was going to ask you, it. you have a diverse background prior to this, but w what was it about this position? Was it just a passion for literature and reading yeah. or, you know? It, yeah. So I'm a journalist by trade and have a degree in journalism. Sorry. And I, know, <laughs> I didn't used to think yeah, that, but right. yeah, Me the neither. industry has just changed in so many ways. And so I transitioned after several years of that work as a newspaper reporter, serving Sarpy County, but worked in public relations and then eventually fundraising. And I was looking for my next step. And I really thought it was going to be back in public relations. And someone called me and said, hey, have you ever heard of the Library Foundation? And I said, I love the library, but I don't even really know about the foundation or its role. And so after meeting with some of the board members and the previous library directors, yes, I have a passion for literacy and the written word. But just hearing where the foundation was at the time, what their needs were and what the opportunity this job provided, everything in my head said, I could help with that. Yeah. I could figure out a way to do that. And that was almost 10 years ago. So it's crazy how quickly it went. And yeah, it's definitely a labor of love, this job is. Sure. I worked in several years for UNO, which is where I went to college. And leaving that job was, I will say, heartbreaking because oh, yeah. I loved my college and was very tethered. And I thought, I'm never going to find a job that I love as much as UNO. And this is a very close second. Well, for sure. Great. I love it. Again, Wendy Townley, really appreciate your time. And go to the Omaha Public Library Foundation site for information on tickets to Between the Lines. That's coming up on Tuesday, September 26th at the Holland Performing Arts Center. The event with Susan Orlean and Molly Shannon.